Amir Sapetian just in front, 100 out, and she's kicking away from Sadapa. She's got him beaten, the mayor, and Emancipation strode home to win it well. Emancipation beats She's answering every urge of her rider, Greg Childs. What affinity between horse and rider. She's put six, seven lengths, Kingsgate sent home. But here she is, Sunline. She now tops 11 million in winning her 13th Group 1. I'm gonna make you sweat. But it's all Hayless with 150 to go. Hinchinbrook runs to second out in the middle of the track. Beautifully rated right in front. He runs the 1400 out and coasts in. It's Hayley's first. Photo for the Miners. All too hard. He's thundering up the centre. He's challenging Rain Affair. All too hard and Rain Affair and the three-year-old. All too hard beat Rain Affair. Nancy Rose in front with 250 metres to go. He's the champion two-year-old of Australia. He completes the Grand Slam. There he goes to the line. A great triple crowd winner. He's ducked off the track helmet. He ran to the middle of the track, but he's still got the race won. Helmet goes on to win it and beat Payne in the ground. Piero strides up on the outside, gets the better at Tatra and races away, accelerated strongly, then Dear Demi, but it's Piero going for the triple crown, he's got it, he's going to join an elite group and remain undefeated. And now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. It's Champagne Day, it's All Age Stakes Day, and we can't wait for it. Tomorrow in Sydney, finally got a little bit of uh, a break in the weather. Vince Accardi from Daily Sectionals, thanks so much for buying our year-round carnival podcast. And uh, Vince, I'm sure you're really looking forward to getting stuck into something which won't be, whatever it is, it won't be a bottomless track. Well, it might end up being a genuine heavy nine, eh? Heavy nine? Well, you're not not factoring in any <coughs> further improvement? <laughs> Well, I was just looking at YR in the last few minutes, and <laughs> can you believe it? They're forecasting a drizzle of rain to hit the Randwick race course by around 11.30 all the way through to 2.30. Really? This is race day, right? Yep. Of course, sensational. So I hope that's enough to get the track into the air zone. That would be exciting. But, yeah, the, the beauty is I'm with you, though, Ralphie. We're not going to be – on the new scale, which they haven't invented yet, which is, you know, beyond heavy 10. <laughs> That's it. So uh, so your mindset-wise overview overall for, for this meeting tomorrow with the rail out eight metres? My mindset is this. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely have a few key horses that we have to mark in. Should the track be better than anticipated? In other words, if it's better than a H908 and we're in the S zone, Yep. the reality is I am working towards that heavy track but I'm not looking for horses that you know need to be better than that. And and on pace advantage tomorrow? Definitely hard up against the rail is going to be a big advantage and will suit the front runners. But 
again, what we have seen is if horses get to the middle of the track, five, you know, seven or eight off the fence, they're not going to be advantaged, Rolfie. So you're going to have this fast strip or faster strip on the wet ground. It's going to be hard up against the fence. It will make it harder for the off-pace runners. And I don't know if anyone's going to be daring to do the the Nash strategy, but this is the time to do it. When, when the rail's out eight, it's a lot easier to get out there. It's a simple maths equation to be able to not, not, not have to concede so much ground to, to do it. Yep. All right. All eight stakes, cracking race. Gee, it'd be a couple here. I don't want to put the shoulders back on if it was if it was uh, slow six, slow seven. How's the, the, I suppose the one thing is, and regardless of what package you get, you're going to get an update tomorrow because uh, unusually we've got some uh, two of the three emergencies are definitely going to have a say in the uh, in the pace situation because both overpass and Mr Mozart are on pace runners but assuming they're not running what type of pace are we looking at well <laughs> in the Congo Alsberg they're not going to go slow are they yeah no matter what so I'm sort of sitting here saying that we could be anywhere from plus two to plus six range there's going to be plenty of pressure as well from the stalkers. So I just cannot see them crawling. So good pace and sustained pace. All right, you've settled on Moanga as your most advantage here. Obviously, he's only had the one run this time in. It was in the Futurity, which in in that situation, obviously, it means that he misses the, uh, the big Sydney bottomless tracks. He was forced to miss the rider due to an elevated temperature, so seven weeks between runs, and uh, you think this sets up very well for him. I really do, Ralphie. The, the more you look at that first up run, there was a lot of merit in that performance. Okay, he's had that little bit of a challenge. The barrier trial, there's zero guide. I won't say it's on the poor side, but there was no effort to do anything with the horse. And I, I don't I don't believe that's going to work against the horse. That should work in its favour. It's got rock-solid profile early in the campaign as well, even though it can perform later in the campaign as well. I, I, I couldn't find any faults. And, and the reality is it can handle a wet track, of course, I'd be more nervous if we're going to be like we've had in the last few meetings in Sydney, but I'm, I'm not anticipating that. So I've, I feel it gets a lot of advantage. The only challenge for the horse is hopefully Tommy won't get too far back. That's all. So on the, if you look at the early settling speed here on the race speed profile, his natural position in running on metres per second would be in the back sort of quarter of the field, but middle draw gives him a chance to be a pair or two closer? Yeah, he has that chance to genuinely, he's got, he's got 600 metres to get himself inside eight lengths Yep. to the 800 metre mark, and if he can be another couple of lengths closer like that, like you see that one pair further forward, then he's going to have a dynamic chance. All right. Forbidden Love, this was almost your strongest call in the Doncaster, that she just couldn't run a mile in a high-pressure situation. It was a different setup from what she'd been doing in those fantastic wins, but they were on bog-heavy ground. The the Guy Walter, the Canterbury, the um, the Ryder Stakes, 13, 1400. So we know back to her 1400, that's her right wheelhouse. But again, this will be a different dynamic to what she faced because of the pressure that you're saying is going to be there. Absolutely will be a different dynamic, and you've got to deal with another run. In the campaign, we've also got to have some sort of dealing with the drop back in, in distance, which I'm actually in favour of. Yep. My only concern that I have at this stage is I can't fault its performance. Even last start at a mile, there was a lot of merit in that run. And still, from a IVR figure point of view, if I go from the peak for the prep of 2.6 to where it is on what it did at its last start, 
the de-escalation's been 0.4. So the horse has been very consistent. And there's no reason why you can't turn up and run again to that level in the plus two range or slightly higher. You only need point, a 2.2 to pretty much get yourself as a genuine chance on the podium. So for that reason, I didn't want to dismiss the horse. The horse is going to be in the perfect position. Like it's worst case scenario, it's going to be probably four lengths off that lead pack. Uh, lead pack. That's worst case scenario. Nimalee is a horse that you've um, you brought into your, your equation last week, and, and glad that you did. So it's one at thirty one dollars. Um, getting getting right as an on pace runner. I, I assume it'll be a different situation here. And Damien, obviously, is such, such a master at, at judging pace. He won't be trying to lead, knowing that there's going to be genuine pressure up front. Absolutely not. But it's a big chance the horse is going to be within six lengths of that lead pack. Yep. Got that hard, tough run from last start. Again, you look at the performance. It was the third best of the day, Ralphie, with a plus 2.2. It's fair and square. Shouldn't be dismissed. And why can't you just turn up and repeat what you did last start? Now, is the 2.2 going to be enough to win? Well, that's going to be dependent on a couple of variables. But the reality is that's enough to say you're going to be hard in the finish and has to be respected. And I was delighted to see the WTI just give me the confidence. Well, yeah, you haven't got any issues on the wet ground, have you? No, not at all. So, again, I'm going in order of your most advantage here. Tofane, well, well, she's just a beauty. And and what we do know about her, it's nice and simple. She's won four group ones at 1,400 metres, including this race two years ago. It's just another one of these horses that can never be underestimated in this type of field. Because from a class perspective, if you were looking purely at that, you know that this horse is a high-class runner. you just got to look at past history it's got a rock solid profile that can be in the mid fives to six range and quite frankly Ralphie other than in the Congo no other horse has been able to get into that five range she hasn't really been tested I would I would call this as far as being on a on a sort of uh, wet track over her career. She genuinely avoided them. She did, of course, uh, she, she ran fifth, uh, an unplaced run in the uh, on a heavy track, and then I look it up, and it's the uh, it's the TJ Smith by Nature Strip Sarah Lane Red Zealand Parada. So if you, if you want to bag that as a wet track, you've you, you got rocks in your head. Plus 3.1 that day. Yeah, and that just sort of gives you the confidence, Rolfie. Of course, that track, even though officially marked as heavy on our records, we've got it sort of somewhere in between the S6 and S7 range. Which is a chance of what the track might play yep. tomorrow. Yep, there's just that chance. And if, yep. if, if the sun's just gleaming down and we wake <laughs> up in the morning and we just see another positive sign that we, we see an S, that would be enormous. And just for clarity, um, we're taping this at uh, quarter past six uh, Friday morning. And uh, as I said, you will get the update for uh, tomorrow morning uh, as as part of the podcast. And uh, and finally, as far as some some deep deeper information goes, we'll, we'll touch on a few other runners. But in the Congo, I just thought this was such a beautiful race for it until the rain came. So if uh, if he was able to bring what he produced in the Golden Rose, he's, they wouldn't catch him, would they? No, and this is the thing. Like, I so much would love to have the horse, you know, like as one of the key winning chances for me. But the reality is it's now been proven the horse is a few lengths off on the heavy track. Just no acceleration. No, it just doesn't have it, Ralphie. And this is the problem, right? But if we got this big improving track and it's one of those horses and we start seeing S7s or S6s, 
we have to start changing our view because this is uh, one of the top two horses in terms of class. Well, well, that's that's what we wanted to just put on the table there, and and there there are a few who you know they, they just better drier. I mean, Colding, Zatori, uh, what, what else we got? Uh, obviously, shout the Baru is fantastic at Mooney Valley. They're yeah. they're all in that situation where they need drier. Yeah, and even Sierra Sue, hard to follow its form. Well, well, yeah, actually, tell us a bit more about that because we do know on a slow track, that's almost their ideal surface. Yeah, so you look at this horse here. Firstly, just look at that run two starts back. 2.6 above, fourth best of the day. That's a rock-solid performance, good enough to be competitive here and just needs a little bit better than a heavy track though, right? So right now it's off the radar. But again, if we're getting an improving track, it sort of comes into the mix and myself personally if the track's improving i would rather have sierra sue than say forbidden love well that's a good good bit of clarity and i should also mention about hungry heart i mean she's another one probably you know s6 s7 at worst but uh, a nice trial leading in and uh, what she had 63 days between runs yeah f- flying in track work obviously and all those things are very positive but we know the horse has definitely got plenty of talent Yep. In terms of its capability, it sits for 4.5 range, probably matched with a couple of other horses. But that's, if I look on historicals, this is clearly in the top five in terms of its capability. But, you know, it just loses too many lengths in the wet track at this stage, Rafi. All right, a day before I'll ask you this into into parts. If it's if it's on the sort of heavy nine-ish, heavy ten-ish range, uh, what, what's your what's your main strategy? And and conversely, if it was more on the uh, able to get to a, a seven range, well, my view is heavy or slower range. You have you have to have the starting point as Mahunga. You just have to. Yeah, it's just it's not one you can dismiss either way. So. That's the starting point for me. And if we're maintaining where we are ground-wise, where it is right now, Nimalee's the other one that I have to give plenty of respect to. So that's that's where I sit. If we've got improving tracks, the horses that I want to bring into the picture is Tofane definitely in the Congo and Sierra Sioux. They would be – I'd be looking at how to get them into the top four and I'd be looking for – you know, I may have to you know, omit a horse like Forbidden Love out of the picture completely because no matter what, it's not a horse I'm going to want to back regardless of the track conditions. Race seven on the program, the JRA played over 2,000 metres. Uh, is there any speed in this whatsoever, Vince? Uh, obviously, you, you look at your uh, at your early edition race speed profiles and since then we've uh, we've had the leader uh, come out of it uh, in Harmony Rose. No. I just can't see who's going to want to put on plenty of pace. And unfortunately, we're not going to have ground conditions that's going to create a quick surface. <laughs> so it's it's just going to be slow. Now, yep. how slow is the question? The slowest I could have is about two to three lengths below benchmark, but we could go minus 10 because a lot of the horses on the grid are comfortable running 10 lengths below benchmark. Well, I would assume uh, Ice Bath having a first run at the 2,000 range, that's your perfect setup for a miler. Yeah, this is, if I knew this was going to be a fast run race, I'd, I'd omit Ice Bath out and say big risk. Yep. But given the fact that we're a better than 50% chance of a very slowly run race, this helps the horse enormously to get 2,000 first time. So, and we know it can handle the wet ground. She's had... I've oh, checked this. She's had uh, she's been sixth up 
twice in her career. So in other words, you know, a deep preparation, six runs. She was beaten a nose in the Cantala last year, and the other one was she was beaten nose by Colette on the very heavy track in the Golden Eagle the year before. So she's just a, a, a terrific mare, and the deeper she gets into a prep, the, the stronger she gets. Yeah, and the other thing is, Rolfie, you have a look at the horse's profile off quick backups. Very, very powerful <laughs> off seven days. She raced herself into fitness for sure. Yeah. So so she's deep in the race, and because of that lack of pace, conversely with the other favourite is is one of the other – there's three favourites. The other one, uh, Polly Gray, is she conversely disadvantaged because it won't really be a staying test? Well, the beauty for, for this runner is obviously it's, it's a virtually equal in quality when it comes to ground conditions. So that yep. helps it – on a, on a on multiple levels the second part is it's fully frank 2000 meter profile and that last start performance was a big signal that the horse is going every bit as well as the sort of the june preparation where this horse did peak at 1.2 it's no you know like highfalutin type of figure but you've got to remember we're taking a position that how close to plus three can ice bath run at 2000 meters it's not unreasonable to expect, even though the horse has got a better chance race shape to get it, that the horse is going to have a one to two length downgrade in terms of that performance. So it might end up being in the one range. And for that reason, Polly Gray has to stay as the probably one of the biggest threats if the ground stays heavy. Right. So the, 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 the classy runners get more of a chance if it gets to a, blood, a, a seven. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'll be having a different view. Okay, so that, that's the nice either, either or situation there. And the third of the favourites is Moroni. Now, Moroni on that, <laughs> well, we said world record bottomless track at, at Rose Hill. It ran third when Polly Gray ran second. It led them up, and it was, you know, a bit of a for a, a starting price profile a lot of people like uh, taking. It was $21 versus three twenty there from a match-up perspective. What have you got from its New Zealand profile? Well, this is the thing, Ralphie. I'm sitting here saying that the Rose Hill runs better than the New Zealand profile. Right, and it was well beaten. Yeah, and there I'll it is, one point five. Yeah. So it's it's a challenge for me. Now, who knows what can happen? Maybe some horses there is still this possibility of five that they can evolve, and there's a sign there in terms of the performance at Rose Hill that maybe this horse is on the upward trend, and we're looking at what a one point three above benchmark. Could this horse find three lengths? I'm not going to say it can't got the right guy on board Damien Lane there's no disadvantage with that particular rider and in terms of ground conditions from a New Zealand perspective there's enough to sort of suggest the horse can handle at least the slow ground Friday morning we're looking at the market here the fourth favorite is maximal at six dollars but I want to include purple sector at 31 dollars uh, they trialed together uh, maximal after two duck eggs looked like it really chased the line hard but Purple Sector is a horse we certainly has been well exposed. If it brings its, its best, it, it's got a fair bit of class. That Melbourne Cup Day win, albeit on a very firm uh, Melbourne Cup Day track uh, in 2020, was its last victory. And it was a quality victory over 1,800 metres. How are you lining these two up? Well, 100% if this horse is getting better ground conditions, it's going to be a serious chance here. And it's already sort of franked itself this campaign that it is running up to or trending towards its profile up around near that two range. And oh, you look at that win at Flemington back in 2020, I'm actually marking the horse to run to that campaign, but not on a heavy track. 
So if you, if you like, if you if you want to back the weather bureau, if you like of, of uh, perhaps thinking it's going to be on the on the slower side on a Friday morning, thirty one dollars is is a type of uh, price where uh, what you're saying is he's running, he's he's going well enough to run to his best if he can get better ground. Yeah, and, and p- positioning running is perfect for the horse as well. I I definitely you know like for people that like to back more than one runner, then you would you wouldn't be crazy to speculate something on it. All right. Uh, how, do, how do we line up Maximal with with two duck eggs? But like I said, it, uh, it it's its trial was was good, and uh, it needs to show a spark. Of course, it's having its uh, it's an import having its uh, what fourth r- local run. Well, the, the starting point for me is this: if we look at that fifteen hundred meter Rose Hill run, that's its best ever performance, plus two point six. Yeah, in the, in the Golden Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, class wise, right up to this field. Yeah. Pre- that's probably the reason why they're factoring it so solid in the market. But the two performances this campaign have been rubbish. Yes. So the, it's up to the trial to, to bring it on. Yeah. Basically, so, the equation. So is this another horse that is going to be better on dry ground? So right now, if it was dry ground, I would be looking to be a lot closer to that two point six figure. But while we stay on these conditions and the, the way things are, it's a it's a big risk. And I'm – well, that's why the bookmakers get so rich. <laughs> well, another horse we should mention here at $17 is the Queensland Derby winner, Cucaracha. Big squeeze at Newcastle. So if you're looking at the form guide there and you see, well, it was an unplaced run in the Group 3, $26. Since that trial, what, you, what you, your data is clearly showing is the run had some hidden merit to it. Had a lot of hidden merit, Ralphie. And my view is this, the drier the track, the greater the winning chance for this horse. This would be a serious winning chance if we've got improving ground. No doubt about it. There was super merit in that first up run. And it was a sign. This horse was a lot more forward uh, than what Waller normally does with horses. That's a terrific sign. And he's even given it a, a trial as well. And not asked to do anything, but just to keep it right up to the mark. Very, very capable horse, Ralphie. Now, on the wet ground, you have to take a gamble. Right. So, again, we're talking Friday morning, $117. The other one that we've mentioned, Purple Sector, is up to $30. So, a couple there to have a look at, but you, you're going to need slow ground for both uh, Cucaracha and Purple Sector improving ground, I, I should probably underline. Brutality, just because we're doing a deep dive, a couple others that are in the market that I'll ask you about. Brutality, the uh, the Villiers winner, what, what can you give us insight there? Well, let's look at Brutality. I was warming up to this horse at one stage. For me now, I'm a little bit sideways. Again, only because of track conditions. Yep. It just, there's, that run two starts back in Newcastle, that had that was superb. And there was a big sign for me that this horse is knocking on the door for a big run. If I go all the way back to Rose Hill back in June 2021, Yes, it was a below benchmark performance that day when it won over eighteen hundred metres. But that's a lot a lot closer to where I expect this horse to be. And then when you look at that victory back in December of last year when it produced the one point seven in that group two race, that's the signal of the class. And yep. from that perspective, you're hard in the top four. Right, the challenge you... for me is I, I I've just got to stay away with the heavy. Yep, once again. And uh, and New Marion, any uh, any insight you can give us there with New Marion? Again, uh, an import who's uh, who's had um, what's he, what's he had? Uh, he's had uh, three local runs and he's third up here. Well, Ralphie, I did look at, look into this horse. It's 
just doesn't have the profile for me at the moment. Now, when I say that, and I and I couldn't, you know, work out what the W two was. This horse did have one, probably the most impressive performance out of all of its overseas ones. Runs was on a heavy track, right? So could that be the catalyst at, that helps this horse, particularly at this distance range? So that's the only little bit of merit I can give it. But is that enough for me to say, oh, I want to charge into you? No, but it's certainly enough that if you're doing multis and things like that, you're not going to dismiss it. So Friday morning, your mindset is ice bath, really, lack of tempo is perfect for her. Polly Gray, as long as it stays heavy, she's right in the race. But uh, but there's there's the the either or equation there. But a couple to really consider: uh, Cooker Arch from Purple Sector. If you think the uh, the ground's going to be drying out, and again, we'll give clarity tomorrow morning. Absolutely. All right, race nine on the program here. Benchmark 100, some really nice horses going around here. I suppose, Vince, there's a bit, a bit of a headache here for us Friday morning given that Taxu is right in the in the race uh, market-wise and is right in the race as far as race shape-wise given given it's a, it's an on-pacer. So we've got to give a bit of an either-or situation because, uh, well, there's, there's uh, what is this, there's six emergencies and then there's only one scratching as we speak. So it could be a, it could be a total different set, set up that we can give insight into tomorrow. What we do know, though, is that... Ashman is a go-forward horse, so there will be pressure no matter what. Yeah, there'll be good pressure, Ralphie, in the race for sure. They're not going to go slow. I have a lot of confidence with that, probably 80% confidence that this race is going to be run somewhere on the low side, plus two to three, on the high side, six or seven, but at least plus two, three. So I'm marking it firmly and squarely above benchmark is going to be the early speed. Will there be any sort of drop off in the mid-race, I would say it's unlikely because it's too big a field. All right, and and I should say to punters, just don't even think about playing today because the markets, because of Taxu being in it, it's, I think uh, the punters website here got the markets at about 170%, so it's just stealing money if you're going to bet into that, but we can give the insight that we can. We'll start with Taxu and just just say, if, if it runs, and obviously we'll give clarity tomorrow morning, but what's your thoughts with Taxu? Just set to win, Ralphie. Right. That, that, that I, I just marked this horse clearly on top and the one they all have to beat. I went through all the processes and the only thing I could knock on the horse is that it's uh, number 20. You know, it's a big <laughs> emergency. That's it. Yeah. So if it gets a run, you're you're, you're going to be keen on it, and that, that's tomorrow morning. Very keen. So. Yeah. So uh, let's 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 take it out of the equation though, and we can give give uh, give further clarity tomorrow. Uh, our our play, playboy looks to be a horse that's set to peak. It's third up here. I'm just wondering on your thoughts here. Nice run at Newcastle and what we saw last prep. The wet track's no problem for it whatsoever, and just simply too far back from the wide alley in that Cranbourne Cup, which was on genuinely heavy ground. The weird thing is with this horse, I, I'm I like the whole profile. We know it's a strong stable, good rider engaged. I just thought tactically coming back, I know it's only 100 metres. I reckon it's a negative for the horse. I just I just sit here and think to myself, you're a miler and you're coming back 100. You can get through the ground, no problems. You're not a star in it. Like you're, you're many lengths inferior to Taxu from a wet ground point of view. And you have some disadvantages in terms of where you need to be. So are they relying on high-pressure race to make it a lot more testing, which will allow this horse to get into the finish. That's really the only thing you can hang your hat on is that pro that process that you know there's going to be a lot of pressure and this is going to help the horse, right? Yep. And to make it 
a real test, particularly over the last four or 500 metres, because I'm expecting all the pressure to be through the first two sections. And then there's going to be a softening over the last 400 where a lot of horses are going to deplete in energy. And it's going to allow for the stronger, okay, milers to be given their opportunity. But the profile's not there for it. One horse that we do know is really strong late is Kerwin's, Kerwin's Lane. Uh, my head rolled off watching that Randwick trial. Gee, it looked, it looked good. What did the substance say on the clock? This is the the one on the 4th of the 4th? Uh, yeah. Yeah, positive, positive trial. Yep. Not a winning trial, but very positive and, gives the, and gave the indication ready to to roll first up. And this horse is ideally situated first up. No doubt about it. I'm... Well, at firstly, ground-wise, if we talk about it against our playboy, I reckon it's got the edge on it. Freshness-wise, right on point. This is where you want it. And from a class perspective, whilst I don't believe it's as, as good as a horse like Taxu, the reality is this. It's in the race, and probably if I'm just looking for any possible negative is where they're going to have a position in running as long as they can have it midfield or more off or, or you know, six lengths from that lead pack, then it's going to get his chance to win. All right. Well, what are you describing in a, in a very tight market is a, is a $13, $14 shot. So that's, that's a, a good push there. What do we make of the New Zealand and Marley Ston? Um, I've tried to do some research. I, I'm thinking the form's a little bit hollow. I mean, the, the chosen one who he knows is a good horse, but completely smashed it when it, uh, when it went up to group one level. Well, best performance I've got is where it won in New Zealand back in November 21, and that was a 2.5 lengths below benchmark performance. Like if I look at the breakdown, it was 4.9 below benchmark first section. Not going to get that. If it sits at that race pace, it's going to be 15 off them, right? Very bad place to be, right? Yeah. In the mid, I was probably looking for more. It was very, very even. It was from 4.9 below to 0.8 above. And the last 400 metres overall was a plus 1.4. But I didn't like the drop-off over the very last 200 metres. Like, the horse lost two and a half lengths in, in momentum. That wasn't because of fitness. That was because it was the end of the mile, right? So the plus for this horse will be 1,400, much better suited. The reality is it would be hoping for a much softer race. If, it could, if this race was run benchmark or below, then you're a sneaky chance. So you've described it as, as a horse you, you, you're going to be pretty keen to oppose around about that third favourite situation. Oh, I've got no interest in it at all, none. <laughs> nice and simple. Exaboom, where's it going to get to in the run? Because its profile is good first up. Uh, what to do? It, it won a feature race at Hawkesbury, second up, two preps back. Last prep, one third up around. We can have very, very strong 1,400-metre performance. But barrier 14, where's it going to get to in the run? Can it be close enough? <sighs> well, one thing's for sure. Before we look in, into can you be close enough, we've got to look at the key element about what it did first up, which I thought there was a stack of merit in that performance. Went 5.3 lengths below benchmark, faster than what it did first up the previous campaign. The mid-race was virtually identical to what it did first up. And as expected, right, you're going to have a little bit of a softening over the last 400 metres. But mind you, the horse lost about one and a half lengths of momentum between the four and the 200, which I thought was a real negative for the horse and not really giving the true picture of what could have happened in that race. This horse could have been a benchmark performance quite easily. It was top 10 for the day, Ralphie. 
hard to do in a, uh, on a day that was hard to run time. So I'm sitting here thinking, this is a little bit hidden, that run. Now, up to the 1,400 gives it every chance to be f- forward of midfield. No doubt about it. It's got that chance. It can handle the wet ground comfortably. Like, you have a look at its WTI profile. Rock solid 4.8 or higher. So I sit back here and say, well, if Taxu doesn't run, this is the sort of horse that may even stop you from betting in the race because it's a high probability of getting one of those three slots. Nice. And Creed Eris, he did nothing in his trial, as in he was asked to do nothing. But what interests me is this. It trialled without blinkers, and Nasra Willa rode it in the trial. So Nash is riding it here, which is always a good sign for those uh, with those elite jockeys because they're, they're just testing their horse out. So he's going to be nice and fresh. We know he's good at a mile. We know he's got a big booming finish on him. Can he sneak into this into this uh, placings here? Well, they'd be hoping if you look on that first up run last campaign, the point two above, beaten a few lengths. I'd say that's the horse. Yep, it's a long way from what it used to do back in two thousand and twenty, and. The trial was hor- horrific. Yeah, just nothing. Nah, it was horrible. Yeah. Uh, anything else we should mention, Art Cadeau? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going, picking at some straws now. But the reality is, again, with this horse, on its best, it's a 0.7 above type horse. Yeah. You only need 0.6 to win, Ralphie. See, it's it all comes down to this. If Taxu runs... Every horse you've just mentioned and we've touched on, they're all winning chances, including Arcado. The first up run wasn't a bad performance. Excellent mid-race squeeze. It was in excess of 10 lengths. The conditioning blowout was big, though. That was my only concern. When you look at the way the horse blew from the 400 to the finish line, horse lost seven lengths, Ralphie. That means you were so well underdone. You're 19 days, no trial. So they've got this expectation this horse is just going to turn up second up and go bang. Or were they using that run as a trial to get it ready? That's the way I can see it. So I take it like this. It's 1,400, second hundred, you're a run behind. I should ask you about Huida because it's uh, it's only uh, now effectively first emergency, waiting, waiting for one scratching here. Nice trial leading in, unbeaten in Australia. Obviously, all three uh, wins were uh, narrow margins, but they all had a bit of merit. What's your assessment on this horse? Well, the trial was very strong. Mm. Very strong. <sighs> it's the 1,400 metres. That's the challenge. So in a high-pressure 1,400, it could see itself a long way off. It's just going to make it so hard. And yeah. as much as I like the trial, I probably would have liked not to have seen that trial because it, all it did is took any speed that it had in the horse out of it for freshness for a race like 1,400. So Snowden's are obviously... Must have something in mind. Well, I'd say a Brisbane campaign. Oh, well, you know, we're going to make money with the horse, maybe. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll round it off there, and, of course, we can give some insight tomorrow morning. Sorry to sit on the fence, but we can only give the information that's in front of us. The information is it's a very tight market, but if Taxu can get in, Vince is keen to play. If not, it's going to be open, and we'll break it down further tomorrow. Well, you mentioned a speed out of the legs trial. This is how you describe in race 10 here, Mautai, you described it prior to the Newcastle uh, run. Its trial was so electric, but you didn't want to see that trial the week before a race. Now it's had 19 days to recover from Newcastle when it did gas out, and that was your big warning. How are you assessing this horse who's favourite in the last race? Yeah, well, obviously, 
Nations picked the right horse this time. <laughs> There's no question about that. He's definitely made the move right at the right time. Unbelievable. So, so, so good. Now, maybe there's a reason Clarky couldn't ride it or whatever. I'm sure there's a reason. But the reality is this is the time to, to get back on board with this horse and get a little bit more serious. But, of course, you've got a little caveat. We we don't have any franking on ground conditions, but I, I am confident that day, Rose Hill, the ground was pretty wet and it just motored through it. With the trial, you mean? Yeah. yeah, and it looked like it was running. Like it wasn't – there was no jogging. It was it was flying, right? Yeah. So I'm taking it on that, that this horse can handle the ground. So expect a big reversal. So yep. assuming, you know, the, the main uh, – well, there's only really one in the market who's in the emergencies. How, how confident would you be about this horse we're talking about? Let, let's assume the seven, eight conditions that we're working on. Well, it's like this. I can't mark the horse as an A-grade bet, but he's definitely a horse. If you're going to be participating, for me, it's probably only one of a couple of horses that I've only got any interest in. April Rain is the second favourite. It's shown glimpses of talent without putting it together. I did note that they're saying that it's had a tie-back operation, which might explain a little bit why she can only show glimpses of talent to now. She crushed the line in a, in a trial. I assume they'd be very happy with her. What's her talent assessment? Well, this is the interesting thing. One of the key things you've got to work out with Waller when you're profiling a trainer, as a lot of people have worked out through data statistical analytics that it takes a few horse, a few runs for the horse to come to its top. But there are a number of horses where when Mr. Wallers, I'm just assuming this, is making decisions about where to point the horse into the future, he has them very forward. And this is one of these horses. That barrier trial was a strong trial and an indicator that he's got an expectation that he wants his horse to come out and run, run strongly and not let's just wait a couple of runs and get you ready because we've got your target. He wants to see where it's at. So this will be interesting. It's a horse that hasn't broken benchmark but could quite easily break it, Ralphie. So I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say this horse has not got improvement. I don't have a ceiling on it. And that's why even though it's a, I've marked it virtually, you know, around near that benchmark, can you find half length? Absolutely you can, right? And I do feel the horse can get through the, the ground conditions, not in a in a way like uh, visually like Matawi did. Yep. The the reality is when I look at a lot of the horses in there, there's very few horses that have got proven wet track profiles. One of them would be Catlin, I assume. Uh, came up, that, that was a fast run. If you're comparing Mooney Valley to uh, to the Sydney form, that was a really fast race that she ran third in the first up. Thought it was an ideal run, but again, the, the wet track clarity is needed. Yeah, this was this was a this was a top run. This was a run to say you'd be pretty excited to want to back this horse, and if it was a good track, it'd be the main tester to Matawi, no matter what. This yep. would be the one that would test it. And you would have to be most worried about if you're looking to topple a winner, this is the one. Ground conditions, I, I, they're not they're not in favour of the horse. It needs drying ground. Well, one that you have found at, at, at a price here in your most advantage is, is Queen Bellissimo. Uh, it, um, it it looked a, a nice trial leading in. It's got a good first up profile. How are you assessing her? Yeah, this... Funny enough, this horse's both trials have been really strong, Ralphie. Mm. Really good. Yeah. The yeah. So what did the yeah. clock say? Yeah, well, this is the thing. And, and I sort of compared it to the previous two trials. I actually marked the horse trialling better than the previous campaign. And 
and it came out of Ke- I know it was only Kembla Grange, but it wasn't it was an above benchmark performance, and then went to Rose Hill and franked it by improving on it, sort of giving the signal that there was no illusion. The horse was running to its capability, and I just can't help but feel that we could be seeing another mare that's going to just improve from last campaign. And again, what are we looking for? We're looking for a horse to improve half a length to be on the podium. So you've got to put a plus on. What's what's the negative? The negative is how can it handle wet ground? Yes, they were very heavy tracks at both those trials, but they weren't run in the same fashion as Matawi, like with just like a bullet, like as if it was a real race. So there might have been... You just don't know when the real pressure is, is applied. Can the horse handle it? Might just round off with uh, with acquitted here. The import, given that uh, its trial looked good and the, uh, leading into it, uh, Hugh Bowman's on. Uh, often these imports can can fly under the market and pre- perform very well at their first Australian run. Have you got any clarity on the uh, acquitted? Yes, do I have any clarity on? Yes, I, I had a good look at this horse, Ralphie, to try and get some understanding on where it's at. I couldn't mark any of its OS performances better than a 1.5 negative. Now, mind you, we have to take into consideration the ground was very wet. So does that mean the horse might be better on dry ground? At this stage, its best performance profile of negative 1.5 is on very wet ground. All right. Well, the Australian Bloodstock boys are very good at targeting the right ones, but it sounds yep. like a Friday morning, Mao ties your, your real uh, uh, mindset horse the day before the race. The, the risk you're taking with it is, okay, I can't rubber stamp the heavy track other than the trial. That's enough for me. Okay, it doesn't make it an A-grade bet, but it certainly makes it a, a serious betting proposition. Okay, if you're listening to this, you're going to be getting the update of all four races tomorrow. The uh, the full update will include some shorties early in the day, so I'll be interested which way you play there. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We're, we're sorry to sit on the fence on a couple of these things, but we can only uh, give the information that's provided to us. Once a couple of these scratchings come out, we'll get some real clarity tomorrow morning for All Aid Stakes Day.